This week on the NBA edition of Lighting Money on Fire, we have so far proven that we are terrible at betting in the NBA because look at the Clippers. They're so good. That was our thing preseason. We were like, oh, man, the Clippers, they're going to suck. Let's bet the under. That was not a great idea. Also, not a great idea is being on the Washington Wizards, according to Bradley Beal, or being on the Philadelphia 76ers, according to the terrible Markel Fultz. Ouch. It is painful, but it is true, and that's what we do here. It's truth time. Painful truths. With Grant and Jonathan. I like it. Maybe we should call the show Truth Time. Painful I love truths. it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I had to pretty do the good. opening because Jonathan couldn't stop laughing yeah. for some reason. He went into it like a mental breakdown state. It's and true. Something Jonathan isn't aware of, but I am, is I was watching him do the opening. And in order to try to stop laughing, he was closing his eyes. Yeah. And he, the, the look on his face was exactly that of an actor in a movie playing a blind person feeling an attractive person's face. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and like... They're like so happy to feel the face. Yeah. You know, that was you. Yeah. So that must have been nice. It really was. I mean, I go into these really hardcore laughing jags now. I didn't used to do this, but as I get older, I get better. And uh, it's not even like for any reason anymore. Like I just say a word. It strikes me as slightly funny and then I'm gone. It's really, it's not great for podcasting, but it's really fun. It'd be bad for manual piloting of an airplane. No, no, no. I mean, come on. What's going to happen? Uh, airplanes are fine. You're right. I would, you know, probably, I think it's bad for like a surgeon because I think they crack jokes a lot in like hardcore intense surgery. Brain surgery with a scalpel. Can you imagine like, you know, super precise? I'm like, don't anyone make a noise right now. I'm going to, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, <pretty laughs> you know? much. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a little worried about that. But well, yeah, I seem you're to not be better a, now. You're not a brain surgeon. That's good. I, you know, I just don't have it in me, man. The, no. The hours. The hours are too long. That's the only thing stopping you. Also, the gore. Yeah. That's, that's actually the thing that made me, made there was no chance I'd ever be a doctor, was the gore. So instead, you know, gambler. Also, so much school and debt, all that. I guess that's true. But that was that never came up in my mind anyway. Like, it was just like, I don't want to look at all the blood. That was most of it for me. Not into that. Yeah. Well, you do like action movies and horror movies and stuff with gore in them. Um, I don't like the gore so much, though. Hmm. And I'm not really a big horror movie guy. Yeah, me neither. But action movies. Yeah, I like action movies. But I don't like it when they slowly cut someone's fingers off. It's like I look away and hate it. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. That's all. That's reasonable. You know, speaking of hate. Yeah. Bradley Beal. Yeah. Hates John Wall. Yeah. Hates him. Those guys do not get along. That is correct. It's, is this, what's the last instance you can think of with two of the star players of a team just really, really not getting along like this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I mean, does Jimmy Butler and the entire Timberwolves team I guess count? that kind of counts. <laughs> yeah. Who else has demanded trades lately? Well, Mark I mean, Fultz. Kyrie, Kyrie left the, uh, the Cavs. I don't think that was because he especially disliked anybody. I think it was because he didn't want to be in LeBron's shadow. Yeah, okay, that, that does seem to be true. By the way, do you know, just speaking of this, so Kyrie demanded a trade publicly, or it got out anyway, right? Yeah. And LeBron had a call with Kobe Altman, who was, I think, the new GM at that point mm-hmm. of the Cavs. And he said, listen, don't trade Kyrie. Like, don't do it. I don't care. Don't trade him. And Kobe Altman assured him they weren't going to trade him. And eight minutes later, LeBron got a call saying that the Cavs had traded wow. Kyrie. You can't lie to LeBron. The thought is that he didn't lie, but more that Dan Gilbert just overruled 
whatever Colby Altman uh, said. But the point, the fact that Colby Altman would, would promise something that he can't promise is maybe problematic too. But you can imagine LeBron's like take on that. It's like I guess I am out of here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, the mutual hatred was there between LeBron and Dan Gilbert, for sure, but they're yeah. not both players. Yeah. But with Beal and Wall, it's like it's been a real problem for the Wizards, and it's I think it stunted their growth as a team. And this is both of their primes, and uh, it's just not going to work out. You know, for for four or five years there, it's like, well, this is one of the best backcourts in the league, and it's going to work out eventually, and they're going to make yeah. deep runs in the playoffs, and it just never happened. And now it's never going to happen. It seems like it's never going to happen. I've seen um, players come back from stuff like this, too, like, Hakeem Olajuwon, I know this is a long time ago, but Hakeem Olajuwon in Houston, Hakeem hated being in Houston for a while and demanded a trade. This is before they won titles. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't trade him. They just didn't do it. And they kept him, and it all worked out. And Beal is talented enough. Unless the Wizards can get a great return, they should be able to get something. But we see what the stars go for these days. Not that Beal is in the category of a Jimmy Butler. Not even close. But he's, you know, a top... 40 player, top sure. 50 player, right? And he's still young and he can be better um, than he is now, too. He's still got some room to grow. He's a really good two guard, right? That's yeah. that's a, that's got a lot of value in this league. But no one pays full price anymore in these in these types of spots. So I don't know that it's a great idea for Washington to trade Beal, even though he's saying he wants out. I don't know what you're supposed to do, you know? Well, I think it's time to blow it up and build, you know, like I think you should try to try to trade both of them, maybe. Well, I think, I mean, trading John Wall makes a lot more sense, I think, than trading Beal at this point. Because Wall's got a death contract where he's making $40 million a year for the yeah. next four years. Beal's making much more reasonable money. Um, Beal's younger. Beal's, Beal's got less, like, scuff marks on him, too, at this point. Honestly. Right, but Wall is better, obviously. Wall is better, especially at his height. He's not having a great year, and the Wizards aren't having a good year. And Wall's basically stopped playing defense entirely, it seems. Which... I mean, that's just an effort thing because he has had great defensive years. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's doing defensively. He's just, he obviously has some sort of attitude problem that yeah. Bradley Beal is particularly affected by because I think Bradley Beal, from what I understand, John Wall, uh, we've mentioned on the podcast before, is this kind of partier type guy who yes. has no discipline. And Bradley Beal is all about discipline. It's an exacerbated version of what Jimmy Butler was saying, I think, where... How do you know Bradley Beal's all about discipline? Um, where are you getting that from? Because I saw during a Wizards game during the... Did they make the playoffs last year? I think it was in the playoffs last they year. They did. There was a little piece on him and his mom and how his mom was like a strict disciplinarian and oh. like it helped Bradley become what he is today and like cool. he credits her for his success and all that stuff and how he's like always like the most in the gym type guy ever and that type of guy. Yeah. Um, just, just to do a counterpoint to that. Yeah. John Wall who, when he's been sort of accused, as he has many times, of partying too much because some of those pictures, like from Team USA, he looks a little rough. His quote, his response to that is, I'm not about to sit at home and be boring. Yeah. Which is not what you really want to hear if you're the Wizards or Bradley Beal, it sounds like, either, especially when it's not working out. Right. Right. So this is an exacerbated version, in my opinion, of that's been playing out over years of the Jimmy Butler versus the lazy young kids Mm. in Minnesota thing where where Wall is clearly more talented than Beal. Beal had to work a lot harder to get where he is than Wall had to work to get where he is. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's like, look at Towns, look at Wiggins. These guys have all the talent in the world, and they're fucking it up. Yeah. And I just work so hard. I was a mid-first-round mid pick, and I just, like, work so hard. I mean, Beal was, like, the third overall pick. Right, that's true. Yeah. But Beal had to work hard to get there, you know, I guess. I'm, I'm thinking of the Jimmy Butler angle. But okay, got it, because he's the disciplinarian thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Beal's the Jimmy Butler in this scenario where he's like, this guy's so fucking good, but he doesn't work. He could be so much better. 
and like he's ruining the team that I'm working so hard to make good. Yeah, it's possible John Wall also does work hard. Yeah, it is right. Um, but he's clearly not dedicated in the way that most of the players in the NBA are dedicated. Right? Yeah, he's, a, he's clearly all about having fun, which is fine. He's right. allowed to do that. But you can understand why people like Bradley Beal may not be psyched about playing with him. And really, the whole Wizards team doesn't seem very psyched to play with him. When he was out last year, the Wizards played well. And they said a lot, there were lots of quotes after games saying about, like, you know, we're just playing team ball. We're keeping everyone involved. And it all seemed to be shots at John Wall, who does a lot of freestyling. Yeah. You know, a lot of free solo out there, um, which sometimes works, in, but often doesn't. I mean, he is a big assists guy. He does pass the ball. He is. But he also takes a lot of shots. Yeah. And I think there's a concern about the kinds of shots he chooses to take and when he chooses to take them. Right. Among other things. Right. Is is it possible that maybe your franchise just can't be great with John Wall as its epicenter? I mean, there was a little while, I would say two years ago, where he was one of the best players in the league. Yeah, he was and like look- sixth in MVP voting or something. Yeah. And it looked like you could really build around him, build like a true like contender around him. But now it seems more like that was his best year and... yeah. Eh, is this really going to happen for him? Not in Washington, probably. Now, I mean, Scotty Brooks is their coach that can't help, right? No, Scott it, Brooks is a terrible coach. Yeah. They hired him just to get Kevin Durant, and it didn't work. Right. And they so, still have him for some reason. So that's bad. Yeah. That seems really bad. Um, Bradley Beal is pretty consistent, like really consistent, honestly. He's not even having that great a year for him, but his numbers are more or less the same, and we, we know what to expect from him. He's not really getting better anymore, but... He's doing 23 points a game, not this year, but for the last three years, basically. Shooting like 47% from the field, give or take. Shooting like 30. This year, he's only shooting 34% from three, but he's going to end up shooting about 39%. That's his career average. He's gotten 4.4 rebounds this year and last year, a little over four assists this year and last year. You know what you're getting in Bradley Beal, which is a very, very good wing shooter He's like the seventh or eighth best two guard in the league. Right, and he's probably going to stay around there for the next several years. So that's pretty good. So, but yeah, the Wizards are, are as bad, sort of as big a disaster and as big a disappointment as I think, I think as any team in the league. Yeah. Right? I think so. Um, Maybe Utah. Utah. Utah's Bo- 9 and Boston 12. hasn't been too impressive. No, but Boston's got a little bit more to work with there, right? Yeah. One, they've got guys coming off injuries. They got. It's not a surprise that they've had some struggles sort of reintegrating. This is more than one would expect for sure. But like... I, I mean, I'm a Celtics fan, of course. I'm not worried about them over the long haul. But the Wizards, oh, yeah. I'm really worried They're about. They're blowing it up. I'm not super worried about Utah either, actually, no, at 9 and 12. But, like, I think the Celtics could still win the East. I don't think that Utah is going to be, like, a big contender in the West, for example. If I were a Utah fan, my concern, to pivot yeah. quickly to Utah, would be that Donovan Mitchell was not actually that good. It's just, like, his rookie year, he just kind of got lucky a lot. I way. mean, it's hard to get lucky a lot for to the degree that he did, though. And right. he looks great in the playoffs, too. Yeah, but this year he's just not been good. He's really struggled. In fact, so has Jason Tatum, although Tatum the last 10 games has been actually quite good. Um, but but it's weird that the sophomores are, all, are seem to be just all struggling. Yeah. Much more than one would expect. Ben Simmons has yeah. not gotten any better either. Right. He's still really good, of course, but he has not even attempted a three-pointer this year. And he's and because he has struggled so much with an outside shot, teams have really figured out how to scheme against that now, and it's hurting the Sixers. Now they have Jimmy Butler, they have Joel Embiid, they're fine. Um, any team in the league would love to have Ben Simmons on their team. Yes, but it was possible Ben Simmons was going to be the second best player in the league this year, and he is far from that. Right? Yes, he he's like he's gotten he's probably lost traction in terms of where he is in terms of overall in the league, yeah. not gained traction, which is not what you'd expect from a second year player 
who was so darn. I like. I was sure Ben Simmons was going to make the All Star team this year. I'm not so sure anymore. No, no, I'm not either. Now back to Beal. Yeah. So I guess the Wizards are going to have to try to trade him. He's demanding a trade. I mean, if they got rid of Wall, they probably don't have to trade Beal, right? Yeah. I think Beal would probably be okay staying, is my guess. Yeah. So the question is, what do you get for him? Is that where you're going, or are you yeah. going somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. So my question first would be, are you trying to get current assets or future assets? Wow, that's a good question. I think we have to get current assets unless we trade both those guys, right? Because otherwise, what are you doing with like you've got these pretty good players? Yeah, Otto Porter is pretty good too. Yeah, pretty good. He's had a little bit of a down year, but he's pretty good. Yeah, and they're they're all still relatively young, at least. I don't think you can just you can just like go for draft picks. It doesn't seem like a good idea to me, unless it's going to be a 2019 pick and it's going to be a top five pick. Otherwise, I'm not interested in that as the Wizards. I want real players right now. You can get Zion Williamson out of it. You should probably do that. Yes. But you're not going to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. I love and Zion especially Williamson. Not, especially not when you trade Bradley Beal this early in the year. He's going to improve that team too much to give them a shot at the number one overall pick, probably. Um. Yeah, that's a really good point. Or John Wall, for yeah. that matter. Like, they're just going to help yeah. too much. And by the way, none of those awful teams are going to do that anyway. Who's going to trade a top five pick for one of these guys? They're not going to do that. Right. Like, the Suns are not going to trade a top five pick for one of these guys. No way. Yeah. No way. That'd be insane. Right. Now they, I'm sure the Suns would be willing to give up some assets for some of these players. Although Bradley Beal and Devin Booker kind of really yeah. trod the same ground. Um, maybe they would, maybe the Suns would give up a lot for John Wall. Actually, John, I mean, they need, least, a, they need a point guard. You're saying a lot. How about something yeah. like getting something for John Wall right now is pretty great. If you're the wizards, right? This is like Blake Griffin a year and a half ago. Yeah. Or a year ago, I guess it is when his contract is so bad a guy who's one of the better players in the league suddenly becomes a toxic asset. Now, he's played well enough this year that he's no longer that for Detroit, but he's had to sort of dig himself out and show that he's still a truly special guy because the contract is so insanely bad. By the way, this Supermax thing is really mo- ruining the NBA. It's really, really bad. No, Kevin Durant ruined the NBA. Um, well, that didn't help either. Those no, are both bad things. It that did happened. not. All right, so what could the Suns give up for John Wall that would make sense? Could, okay. Could they give up like... Josh Jackson and TJ Warren. Okay. If you're the wizards, now we're sort of rebuilding, but at least those are like current assets. Yeah. Neither of those guys have got a lot of value right now. Josh Jackson hasn't been that good. No, but he's still, he's 21 years old and he's got upside. And this is for John wall. We're talking about, right? Who's a toxic, who's right now toxic. Yeah. Maybe something like those two guys and like a protected first round pick. Also, like a top 10 protected pick? Yeah, a lottery protected. It yeah. stays lottery protected for yeah. like a long time. So you're just, and, and like it never turns into a lottery pick. It turns into two second round picks before it turns into a lottery pick kind of a thing. Yeah, who says no on that deal? The only reason the Wizards say no is that they can do better. Yeah. And they do better is the question. But they, I think they'd be willing to accept that right now to get out. They're losing anyway. Right. Like, let's build around Josh Jackson, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter. Although, again, that's three wing players. They sort of overlap, but maybe you don't worry about that yeah. right now. It's like, whatever, man. Get me out of this John Wall thing. This is bad. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't want to have to pay him $45 million three years from now, which is they're basically on the hook for or two years from now. That sounds also awful. Right. So that, that's a reasonable thing. Um, who else could use a point guard? Let's start there. Um, well, just looking it over. The, Minnesota, but they don't have anything they could give up, really. Anyway, I mean, no, Jeff Teague's okay. Milwaukee? Okay, have, Milwaukee's they have interesting. Eric Bledsoe, but he's kind of a disappointment. I mean, would you take Eric Bledsoe on a protected one from Milwaukee for John Wall? 
I wouldn't want to do that as the Wizards, but I think I'd rather have the Suns deal over the, the Wizards. Question, yeah. I'm not sure what else they could Thon Maker. They could throw in some other players, but no one who would excite you. Yeah. So I don't know if that's Brogdon, Thon Maker, and Bledsoe. That, that's starting to pique my interest as the Wizards. You think Bledsoe is the kind of guy who's just going to let walk at the end of the year anyway? He's probably. Like or fills up the or maybe he actually like shows something and you can keep him. Yeah, yeah. Or, or get something for him, yeah. whatever it may be. I mean, Brogdon's okay. Thonmaker's okay. I mean, I guess it gives you young assets and current assets so you can compete now yeah, as well as in the future. That's a reasonable deal, And I that guess. makes the Bucks super good as if John Wall can work with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that works, it works. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. You might be worried about ruining Giannis a little bit by taking Wall on, and it may not yeah. be worth it for that. But if, if it doesn't ruin Giannis and those guys can work together, that team is favorites in the East, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they have to be. I mean, Milwaukee's 14 and 6 anyway. They've got yeah. the second best record in the East currently, and they've got the best margin in the East by, with, at 11 points. It's one of the very best in the league. That's um, the deal I want to see. I want to see that deal. I think that would be fun. Hmm. In fact, you know what? It is the best in the league. Milwaukee's got the best margin. They add John Wall and give up. Thonmaker, who doesn't play much. Malcolm Brogdon, who plays but isn't a big deal. And Eric Bledsoe, who plays but yeah. you can't really trust. Yeah, you know what? I think Milwaukee should do that yeah. if, they can get, if they can pull it off. All right. Can, is there another team that can beat that deal that's the need, out there? That needs a point guard. Yep. That needs a point guard. I mean, there's always the Knicks who could trade like young... Nicolita or whatever, how you pronounce yeah. his name, and some other stuff. I don't think, oh, man, John Wall going to the Knicks just sounds like complete yeah. dysfunction. Yeah, it sounds real like bad. That's not going to work out at real all. Real bad. Ever, right? That will never work. <laughs> uh, the Lakers? I mean, they have Lonzo and they have Rondo. Yeah, but John Wall is a clear upgrade over both those guys. He absolutely is. So you're giving up Lonzo, basically. Yeah, you give up Lonzo for John Wall. I think the Wizards have to do that. Yeah. And I think the Lakers have to do that. Yeah, I mean, this is it for LeBron, right? I mean, this is the window. That is right the one now. that makes the most sense because the Lakers have the cap space; they don't need to trade extra salary. Here's what the problem is: now they're giving up the opportunity to get a superstar next year. Don't they max. have two max slots? Well, John Wall's going to get paid like forty million dollars. It's yeah. going to use up too much. You can't get even a That's max true. player if you trade out Lonzo for him. I don't think so. Although there aren't very many max players left. Right. Like, all the main guys have basically said they're staying. Kawhi's probably not going to go to the Lakers anymore, it feels like. That's the one guy, yeah. right? If you, don't you have to... You got to keep your powder dry for Kawhi instead of, instead of trading for John Wall, don't you? Don't Maybe. you just have to? I don't know. If Wall goes to the Lakers and, like, LeBron is inspirational to him in one way or the other and he can return to, to somewhat near his best form... Like, the Lakers are legit at that point. They're pretty good. And maybe there's a way to still free up some space for Kawhi anyway. Like, maybe trade some other, some other pieces. Yeah. And just free up some, some room. I feel like that's that, the one. That sounds amazing. That's the one that makes the most sense because yeah. Lonzo is, you know, this young asset. And Lakers have the cap space. And it's a win-now time for the Lakers. Yeah, it really is. They have to. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Lonzo's playing pretty good. But, I mean... Wall is obviously the, the like, let's go, let's try and really win right now. Right. Play, yeah. Which they should be making. I think both teams should do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the Wizards would be thrilled to yeah. do that. So, yeah, maybe that's the deal. Who's supposed to, like, is it just a straight up move? Forgetting about the money for a second. Yeah. Or, or should some, which team is like, needs to add a little bit more? I think it's straight up. Wow. That's a pretty interesting. That's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I want to see it. Me too. And then Washington goes into a little bit more rebuilding mode. But honestly, Lonzo on that team may make them better than with Wall anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's not crazy. So that's cool. 
That's good. Yeah. Let's talk about a much worse player than John Waller Bradley Beal, oh, who has requested let's. a trade. That is young Markel Fultz. Yes, the Fultzinator. So he wants out. I don't know why he wants out exactly. Probably just because he needs a change of scenery. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot going on, right? Yeah. So to do a really quick recap, because there's a lot. So Celtics had the number one overall pick a year and a half ago. Sixers had the third overall pick. The Sixers gave up Sacramento's, what ended up being Sacramento's pick this year in the 2019 draft, unless it's number one overall, to move up two spots to number one. They took Fultz. Celtics dropped down and took Tatum. Yeah. Fultz looked good in summer league, came back from summer league into training camp and into exhibition season, and his shot looked different. And suddenly he sucked and has never gotten a shot back. At different times, he's claimed it's in his head. At different times, he's claimed it's his shoulder. He got a cortisone shot at one point last year. Um, it's really unclear if he's got health issues or not. Yes. There's speculation that he was in a motorcycle accident and has been lying about it to the Sixers. Oh, that, yep. would, that and, would add up with everything. Yeah, doesn't it? And, yeah. like, and so because he's got to lie about that, it's all super weird. He's got to pretend to be healthy when he isn't or something. I can't believe the 76ers of any organization would put the number one overall pick on the floor if they thought he wasn't healthy. They're the guys who are used to having the number one overall pick miss entire seasons. Yeah. Ben Simmons did it, and B did it for two years in a row. I mean, it's normal for them. Noel did it. I know that was that was the Sam Hankey. Yeah. Um, so was some of Embiid. But it doesn't matter. They're comfortable doing that. There's no reason not like they so I can't believe the Sixers would say, no, 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 go out there. You have to help the team, especially when he sucks anyway. Like, there's no way they'd be doing that, right? Yeah, he sucks. So Either he's hurt or he's a mess. Yeah. Now, here's another thing. He claimed to have shoulder issues at different points. Mm -hmm. However, some of the shoulder things he claimed to have, they then would show footage of him from practice or even in uh, pregame stuff making dunks. There's um, a shot of him throwing the ball over his head about 70 feet for, to swish the ball. It's like a really cool shot. But things that you can't do with a shoulder injury. Yeah. Like you would never try it would never occur to you to do because your shoulder hurts, right? People who have shoulder injuries watched this footage and said, you, he doesn't have a shoulder injury. Like, you'd never do that, right? So it seems like he's lying about that. Yeah. It's a freaking mess. So now he's recently said he, he, he had this. They were starting him this year. They, they traded for Butler. They're not starting him. They were making him the backup point guard. That lasted for like three or four games, and they decided to go with T.J. McConnell. The moment they made him the third-string point guard, his agent announced that they were taking time off. They were, he, he was just sort of unilaterally taking time away from the Sixers to go to medical specialists for his shoulder, and the Sixers didn't know that was happening. Both Elton Brand and Brett Brown were surprised when they were told this by the press. Wow. It's an insane mess. And then the next day, it came out that Marco Fultz wants out. So sorry, but that's... The Markel Fultz saga. And that's, there's still stuff we're leaving out. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's, it's like the, the, the most incredible car accident to be slowly driving by on the highway. So you can't get anything for him, right? You can't get much. The teams that would make sense for, to get Markel Fultz are the bad rebuilding teams who are like, let's take a shot in case he actually can become the thing. You know? You could be a good team. And just throw him on your bench and see if you can develop him too. Yeah. If you because then you don't you don't need to play him. Right. Like you could be the Spurs. I yeah. kind of like the Spurs doing this actually. You're the Spurs. You have Popovich. Like you figure like well if someone's going to get his head right there's only a few coaches I'd really trust with this. Pop is one of them. Yeah. Right. So you trade for him. You give up very very little. You throw him on your bench. You just work with him in practice. If it doesn't work, it's okay. 
You never have to play them. As opposed to being like, I don't know, this, uh, we keep saying the Suns, but the Suns are a good example. If the Suns trade for Fultz, they're kind of going to have to play him. I right? mean, he might be their best point guard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But also, there's going to be pressure on them to play him. Yeah. Right? Because they're going to be losing anyway. And everyone's like, well, put him out there. That's never going to happen in San Antonio. Well, well, mm-hmm. freaking Pop is there. No. First of all, no one's going to question him. Pop, I mean. And, uh, and I believe, I trust Pop to make good decisions about Fultz. So if they trade for him and they're playing him, it's because he deserves to play. Right, not not for some other weird political reason, and if they're playing him, if, if they if they trade for him and he doesn't play, that means he sucks, right? And if they release him, that is as damning as it gets. Yeah. So, I, I think like, San Antonio or that type of organization is good for him. I th- I agree, and we don't have to talk about what the Sixers get in return because it's going to be garbage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like backup backup wing players at this point. Yeah, no, I think uh, you you hit on something important. San Antonio is a good idea. Uh, the most important thing for Fultz, if you're Fultz, the 76ers don't care about this, but if you're Fultz, would be to go, I think, to a team with a very stable culture, yeah. like the Spurs, whereas the 76ers are, like, in a saga of a trash fire left over from Brian Colangelo. Like, that is not a stable team. And Bede's a bit of a head case himself, you know? Like, it's, it's not the most unstable team, but... It, Recent history has been quite unstable in the 76ers. I mean, that's not a good environment for him. That's It doesn't seem to be a good environment. Yeah. For sure. The fact that this has happened, it's been a year and a half of weird secrecy around faults and possible injuries or not and contradictions and all that. It's, it's something I've never seen before in the NBA or maybe sports. Yeah. Was a lot of, I've seen guys lose it mentally, of course. I can think of a few guys. Steve Sachs, Chuck Knobloch. Um, there's there's a few other guys. There's golfers sometimes who get, as they call it, the yips. Tiger Woods, didn't he? Did he actually really? Uh, or maybe he just had a back injury. No, he had injuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like Steve Sachs forgot, and Chuck Knobloch, both Yankee second basemen, both forgot how to throw the ball from second to first. And Knobloch never learned how to do it again. He couldn't do it. They had to make him a DH and eventually just got rid of him. Sachs figured it out again. It's pretty like, weird. After like a year and a half. And even when these guys were saying forgot to throw the ball, they could throw the ball at first, but they had more errors than way more errors than you'd expect and things mm-hmm. like that. And they had, had never done that before, you know, and for over years. This is a little different. This is a kid who was good in one year of college. Yeah. And has changed his form for some reason, be it injury or not. And then either is playing through injuries that he shouldn't be playing through or is just lying and can't handle the pressure, which I think is what it is. Yeah. Mostly. I think he just can't handle it. And it doesn't matter where he goes. I think he's done. You want to hear a messed up idea for a trade? Hell yeah. Just totally fucked up. Bring it. Markel Fultz and J.J. Redick for Bradley Beal. That is a messed up idea for a trade right there. Thinking of the worst place for him to possibly go, Washington. That is is a really bad place for him to be, for sure. Markel Fultz and J.J. Redick for Bradley Beal. I mean, f- recently that would have been a deal that w- Washington would have considered, I think. I don't think that yeah. Fultz doesn't have enough value anymore. Isn't it crazy? He was the number one overall pick. As far as we know, he's if he's injured, he's barely injured, right? The, Philly was playing him like a week ago. Yeah, like Dragon Bender has more value than him. Or at least similar value. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's got pretty low value, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's weird. I mean, how can this be? I mean, you never see a number one pick fall this this fast without right. being hurt. Like even Anthony Bennett, who was terrible. Uh, he, I think he lasted two seasons in, Cle- two seasons in Cleveland and they traded him to the Timberwolves and then yeah. he was cut very quickly and mm-hmm. it was awful. 
Um, I mean, he was real bad, but he was not a deserved number one overall pick. No, and everybody thought Fultz was. Right. No one, no one could believe Cleveland took him number Ben at number one. Everyone had Fultz number one, or almost everyone. Not, yeah. not Ainge, it seems, and not probably a few other people. But most people had Fultz as the number one overall pick. Like, what the hell, man? Super weird. Yeah. So I think the best case scenario for Fultz is the Spurs trade, like, a player we've never heard of in a second-round pick for him, basically. Maybe even just a second-round pick or two yeah. second-round picks for him. I think the Spurs should do that if they have any confidence at all. And if they liked him in college. Yeah. And if they can give him a physical and find out that he is, if he's hurt, that it's the kind of thing that you can heal from, you know? If those two things are true, they should make this deal. Yeah. I'm not sure who else. Spurs are kind of perfect because they had DeHunta Murray, yeah. who's out for the season now, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Now, Fultz isn't going to come in and be good, I no, doubt. No, But, like, Murray is, like, all right, but he's not special. And in theory, Fultz could be special. I mean, I don't know if anyone really They're believes They're pretty that. high on Murray. They are, but, you know, what does that really mean? Like, we were high on Jay Crowder in Boston, too, for a while. And he's like, okay, he's pretty yeah. good, you know? But he's not a star. Yeah. Murray's not going to be a star. Almost, almost ever, I don't think. Yeah, but, but I mean, players like him do break out, you know. Yeah, like it happens. Jimmy Butler's of the world, of course, but mostly they don't. Right. Like, if this kid is, you know, significantly better than Dennis Schroeder, that would be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, which you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that about Fultz. Even coming into the season, you probably wouldn't have said that about Fultz. No. Like, we're like, wow, this kid could still like really turn into something, and now no one believes that. No. Because he is as big a mess as you can be, and like I said, I don't think there's any coming back from it. I think he's in his own head in a way. That it's just, like, too late. Do you think a deal can get done? Do you think a deal will get done? Yes. I think the 76ers are going to move on now that they have Jimmy Butler. Uh, They could hold on to him, but I think Brett Brown hates this guy, Mm -hmm. which makes it tougher. Yeah. You know, really, really tougher. And I don't think... But this wasn't their pick. Like, Elton Brand didn't pick him either, right? Colangelo picked him. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk that... No, Brett Brown picked him, didn't he? No, no, no. Brett Brown was this year. Oh, uh, right, 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 Colangelo, right. Colangelo's the guy who made the big trade with Ainge. Yeah, that's right. And uh, picked him. And supposedly he had a horrible workout with the Sixers, and they picked him anyway, you know, because, well, just because, you know. Yeah. And whatever. The workout shouldn't be the thing that determines whether you pick a guy for the most part, but it should have some impact. And the whole question, they brought him in to see if they should trade up for him or not. He did the workout. I guess they just wanted to see if it was healthy because apparently he missed every shot in creation, which, you know, is what he's doing now too. Yep. Keeps doing that. Yeah. I saw a thing which was, um, who's going to hit a three-pointer first from here on out? Ben Simmons, who has not attempted a three all year, or Markel Fultz? From here on out? Yeah, I from, don't know. From, from today on? I don't who's know. Who's going to hit one next? I feel like it's got to be Fultz. Yeah. But he may never play again in the league either. Like, it's not impossible. He'll just never play again. That's true. How about that? By the way, the Sixers are paying like $9 million a year Yep. this year and next year. At least he got some money out of this deal. Yeah, he also has a deal with Nike. He's he's probably made like $30 million or will have made like $30 million. But I'd be surprised if he's in the league in two years. That's crazy. Yeah. For number one overall pick. I mean, look, he gets rebounds. He gets assists. He does have penetration skills. He should be in the league. But I don't know if he wants to be in the league. I think he doesn't. He's made a lot of money already. Is he really going to make very little money being a backup point guard, which just looks like all he's going to be at this point? I don't think he has any hunger to be in, to do any of this. I don't think he cares. I think he wants the hell out. So I, I think he's just going to be out of the league and not playing basketball. Maybe so. Well, maybe maybe just a new environment will be a huge thing, and maybe he'll actually be good. You yep. know, it's possible. I'll tell you what. If the Celtics didn't already have three good point guards, 
I'd say I would love to throw a little tiny thing at the... I don't think the Sixers would ever do a deal like that with the Celtics anyway, as they're both coming up and going to be really strong for the next And then the Celtics get both Fultz and Tatum if Fultz becomes good. I know. That's why they they can't do it for that reason alone. Like, the political ramifications are brutal. Um, And also, yeah, Stevens is able to make it work, and, like, you just can't have it. No. But but I would be excited for the Celtics to be looking for to trade for him if they didn't already have all the point guard position insanely locked up yeah so right all right let's talk about the clippers it's okay, gonna make it's me time. sad because their their over under was 36 and a half yeah preseason and we were like oh easy under and um now they're first in the west they're <laughs> so, 13 and six yeah and they they're good they're like pretty good man i mean their point differential isn't that of a 13 and six team it's plus 4.4 which is good yeah but it's not quite in line with their record just to give you a sense, because it's so easy to think the Clippers and think, well, you know, whatever. They probably played a lot of bad teams. Um, here's what they've done in November, just quickly, okay? They went to Philadelphia and lost. They beat Orlando in Orlando by 25. They hosted Minnesota and won by 11. They went to Portland and lost by 11, okay? But then here we go. Get ready. They hosted Milwaukee and won by two. They hosted Golden State and won by five. They hosted San Antonio and won by five. They went to Brooklyn and won by eight. They went to Atlanta and won by eight. Okay, they, they went to Washington and lost. Fine. But now we're back to winning. They beat Memphis, and Memphis, who we think of as being bad, but actually is one of the best teams in the West so yeah. far. They beat Memphis by five. They just went to Portland and won by four. I mean, these are really impressive wins. Yeah. This is not an easy November schedule. They're doing it against good teams in tough spots. Winning in Portland? That's crazy. I mean, they were getting crushed, by the way, and then yeah, the like third quarter. outscored them like thirty-eight to eighteen in the third it's not, quarter. It's right? not a not a pure win because Nurkic got hurt in the third quarter, yeah. and everything went to shit. For it the shouldn't Blazers. have mattered, though. Yeah, right. That like you could have told me that before the game, and I would have said, "Well, if they're up by that many points and it's in Portland, like obviously Portland's going to win anyway, right?" Right. That's just not what happened. It is not sadly for me as a Blazers yes, fan. I know. Sad times. It's very sad for you. I don't think the Clippers are this. I'm, that's where I'm right. going with this. I think they're not this good. I think we're going to lose the bet, but I don't think they're this good. How many wins are they going to get? 44. That doesn't sound insane. I'll say that. A lot of people think the Clippers are actually are not this good, but like make the playoffs good because 44 wins doesn't make the playoffs. No, I think they're, they're going to be like the ninth or 10th seed is my guess. I mean, that's got to be the most likely scenario, right? It just has to be, right? Like, the Pelicans are better than them, right? The Timberwolves are better than them, right? I mean, they're supposed to be. I don't know anymore. Are the Timberwolves the better? The Jazz, than... the Rockets, those guys are at the bottom of the Western The Conference. Timberwolves may not be better. Than the them. Timberwolves may not, but the Jazz and the Rockets, come on. Okay, let's go over. Let's just take a look at the, the Western Conference standings and figure out who's going to make the playoffs in the West because it's jumbled. Yeah, it feels like the current eight are not the eight. Okay. Like, the Kings are not going to make it. Right, exactly. The Kings are currently the number eight seed. They're not going to make it. Okay, let's do the obvious yeses. Golden State is making the playoffs. Yes. They're 15 and seven. Is that the only obvious one? I'm now going quiet. Portland's 12 and eight, probably going to make the playoffs. Utah and Houston are both bad right now, but come on, they're going to make it. Dude, Utah's nine and 12. I'm not comfortable saying they're going to make it. Okay, what about Houston? Houston's making the playoffs. All right. So but Golden State, Houston, Portland, Portland, Denver's 13 and seven. They're probably making it. I think we can count Denver as in Oklahoma City. They start off 0 and 4. They're 12 and 3 since. Yeah, I think we can probably. They're in L.A., the Lakers. Lakers are 11 and 8. They've done better of late. They've won seven of the last 10. They got LeBron. They're in. The Lakers are better than the Clippers, right? 
They're supposed to be. Yes, they're better than the Clippers. They it's, have LeBron. Yeah, they're better. That's that's six. So we got two more spots. Pelicans. Pelicans are ten and eleven, but I think they're going to make the damn playoffs. Yeah. So we got room for one more team, which could be San Antonio. San Antonio is a good choice. It could be Utah. It could be Utah. It could be Dallas. It c- could be Dallas. It could be Memphis, who's twelve and seven. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned. It could be the Clippers, who are thirteen and six. Um, it can't be Sacramento. No. Dallas can't. is nine and nine. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, okay, so those are the teams we're talking about for those last spot. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe the Clippers are gonna make it. Maybe they're gonna get that last spot. They've got a significant lead on the Utah Jazz right now, who seem like the team I would most expect it to be. Yeah. But I mean, I guess I say it's significant. It's like a four and a half. Game I thought game. Utah was the third best team in the West coming into the season. Yeah. But that's because we thought Donovan Mitchell was going to be good. Yeah, that's true. And Donovan Mitchell has not been good. That is and true. Let's just give everyone a sense of what we're talking about. Last year, okay, his scoring is exactly the same, 20 and a half points per game in about the same amount of minutes. He shot 44% from the field last year. He's shooting 42% this year, so a little bit worse. 34% from three last year, so just barely good enough. This year, 29%. Now, that's Marcus Smart territory. That's real bad. He's down by a rebound per game as well. That's about it. All the other numbers are pretty much the same. So he's shooting worse. He's rebounding a little bit worse. And, uh, and the Jazz are losing. I think, I think the Jazz are going to put it together. I mean, I expect Mitchell to be better. Yeah. So what do you think? Clippers over under 44 wins. They're 13 and 6. They're 7 over. 44 wins would get us to, would be 44 and 38? No. 40. Yeah. No, 44 and 38. 44 and 38, yeah. So that's six games over right now, which means they actually, they have to play, if they just play 500 ball the rest of the way, they're going to beat that. Yeah. They're in the West. I don't think they're going to do that. Houston's going to be better, man. Houston's been so bad, but they're going to be better, right? Yeah. Utah's going to be better. I mean, I don't believe in the Clippers. I'm taking the under. Yeah. But is it a mistake? Are we just, is it just because they have guys we don't really know? I mean, they have guys who we know. They're just not super impressive. I mean, we don't know super well. We don't, we don't believe in. Like Gallinari, Lou Williams, and Tobias Harris are their big three. Yeah. Tobias Harris is doing 21.5 points, nine rebounds a game, shooting 43% from three. I mean. That's nice. That's super strong. That's really good, right? Yep. But, I mean, Gortat is on their team. Harrell, Montrezl Harrell is on the team. I mean. Just to give you a sense of it. Lou Williams, though. Lou Williams is great coming off the bench. Just to give you a sense of why I don't believe in them yeah, so much. Please. At 13 and 6, their point differential is plus 4.4. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks are 14 and 6, and they're plus 11.1. Okay, Milwaukee, though, number is is inflated, is higher than it should be for their record should be better for plus eleven. Yeah. It just is because again, it's it's so small sample size. They play 20 games, and you know, you blow out a few teams in a weird way, and they don't bring their starters back out, you know, and like and your and your subs go crazy when no one cares. And like it messes up the point differentials. It's going to be much clear, more clear over like another 20, 30 games. What that, that, that stuff's all going to come back to right. where it should be. Well, the Raptors are 17 and four and they're plus yeah. nine. Yeah. What's your point? That's better. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Like they're, they're, they're probably a little better than their records, a little better than that. Milwaukee's record is a little worse than it should yeah. be based, based on these point differentials anyway. But those are also the two best teams in the East so far. Uh, Philly's 14 and eight and is also. Pretty darn good, although their point differential is zero. Yeah, that's right. They've scored and allowed the same amount of points, which is sort of weird. It is very weird. But again, all it takes is one of these blowouts where you're sub, you're, 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 the 12th guy isn't, isn't playing defense, and you know it messes up these point differential stuff a little bit. 
Yeah, that's true. Even if the play- the Clippers do make the playoffs, they are drawing dead immediately. I, yeah. Like, not only are they going to be playing a good team, but at the same point, like the playoffs are when you play your best players more minutes, and their best players are so much worse than the best players on the other Western Conference teams. Okay, let me be clear. I really agree with what you're saying. Yeah. However, this is exactly the kind of thing where we're just like, we've been down on the Clippers since before the season. We're just not, we're just sticking to our story right now. Yeah, we That's are. That's what's going on, which is cool. I'm, I'm with you. But, you know, if the Clippers keep winning sooner or later, at some point we're going to have to say we might just be wrong about this. Right? right. It could be that Tobias Harris took a big leap. I mean, he, if he keeps shooting 43% from three, it's possible he did. Could be that Gallinari is actually like this offensive dynamo. He's horrible on defense. Yeah. Horrible. Like, not just by advanced metrics. Have you watched that guy play defense? No. It is a fucking joke. He got switched on to CJ McCollum like three times in the time they lost to the Blazers. And it was sickening to watch almost (laughs) (laughs) just like no foot speed whatsoever. Just terrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So basically in conclusion, I don't believe in the Clippers still. I'm going to need more evidence. How about this though? Like a year and a half ago, the Clippers had Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Blake Griffin Griffin. on the team. And they were were all right. Now they have none of those guys and they're in first place in the West. Now it is weird. It's only 19 games. And I think it's important to say that. I don't, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to win 44 games this year. They're going to be under 500 the rest of the way. But, you know, sometimes the doubters are wrong. And yeah. We can be wrong. We can. Well, Doc Rivers, so far, you're looking like coach of the year, but it's only a quarter, quarter of the way through. Yeah. I wouldn't and Doc him. Rivers isn't a good coach. He's good at yelling. Come on. And he gets the refs to get all jumbled in their he brains. He smiles, though, and, I, and it's very sincere, and I like that about him. That's good to know. He got rid of his son. That probably helped a little bit. Where did he, he killed him? Just got him. I mean, the guys, it doesn't matter. It's gone. <laughs> okay. Austin okay. Rivers, man. I know. You know what team he's on, right? Is he on the Wizards? Of course he is. Yeah. The of course good, he is. The good team. Um, something we talked about doing, and we have a little time, so why don't we do it? It's going to be fun. Okay. We, uh, we like to talk about, like, who are the best players in the league and stuff. Yeah. So what, what about the idea of blowing up the league all the players are available. Okay. And randomly assigned picks happen for each team, and you get to do a, a redraft of the entire league. What order do the players go in? And this includes, of course, their age and everything. Like, right. Contract or no? Uh, let's not include contracts. I agree. Yeah. Like your, the best, your players contract, gonna get, best players are going to get max contract. Your contract is based on where you're drafted. Yeah. So we don't worry about that. Yeah. That's good. Right. So, like, it's like clearly you can't take LeBron number one overall because he's 34, that right. type of thing. So let's just do like the top 10, see how we, how we feel about it. Sounds great. I'm super into this. Do you want the number one or number two overall pick? It doesn't matter. I'm getting the same guy either way. You are? Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you take number one then? Okay. I'll take Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Okay. I'll, take, I'll take Giannis. Right. You would have taken Giannis number one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all the same. Do you think um, it's obvious that those are the top two? The only other guy who comes to mind right now is Embiid. Yeah. And to me, it's, he's not in their league. He's just not. And I don't know if he's ever going to be. And he's got injury issues. And now they're in the past right now. But come on, man. They, they kept him out for like two and a half years. Like, I can't feel that confident in Embiid. It's been a year that he's he played 33 games last year, didn't he? I mean, I just can't feel ready for him. Yeah. All Not right. Yet. So we got Anthony Davis, number one. We got yeah. Giannis, number two. Yeah. It's your pick. You're the third team. Okay. Well, now it gets a little bit more interesting. Yeah. To me, it's between. Okay. And I'm just looking quickly at this because I wasn't prepared. And that's fine. I don't mind just doing this off the off the top of my head here. To me, it's between two guys. It's okay. between Embiid and Durant. All right. Um, 
Uh, Durant is 30 years old. Embiid is 24 years old. Wow. All right, give me Embiid. I'll take him. You're forgetting somebody. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who I think would be my third overall pick right now. Oh, cool. Luka, you at four? Luka Doncic, number four wow. overall. I'm Come taking... on. I'm not forgetting somebody. Luka Doncic. Come on. Fourth overall? Yep. You're insane. I am not. What are you talking about? He's 19 years old. Yeah. He's got all the potential in the world. We're starting a franchise here. I mean, you're not going to win your first year when you take Luka Doncic fourth overall. You sure aren't. You're building for the future. I mean, he's averaging 19.1. Why don't we take Joel Embiid, build for the future, and win? He's five years older than Doncic and has an injury history. Wow, he's five years older. Doncic is 19 still. Is he still 19? Yes. Still. He was born February 28th, 1999. But does that make him 19? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it does. Wow. Luka Doncic. He's averaging 19 points, 4.3 assists, 6.6 rebounds. Yep. At age 19 as a rookie. It's pretty good. And the Mavericks are 9-9. and It isn't like it's all in garbage time or anything either. Yeah. I think he's a definite top 10 pick. I can't imagine taking him over Embiid or Durant, even though you make a good point about the age. He's 11 years younger than Durant. That's a really good point. Wow. Doncic. You're right. It never occurred. I mean, wow. Doncic. So who did you take at three anyway, Embiid or Durant? Embiid. Embiid. So that means I get to take Durant at five. You get to take Durant at five. I'm taking him. All right. You got him. Uh, Six. Six is a little tougher, huh? Yep. Now it starts to get a little bit tougher. Let's see here. I mean, the I think the one of the more fun things besides where Doncic goes, because I think Doncic going in this draft is a super fun thing. Mm-hmm. The opposite version of that is where does LeBron go? That's a fun thing. Too. Yep. That's pretty interesting. This is where I have to start considering LeBron, I think. Okay. So I don't know. It's six. He's 34. Yeah. There's Towns. Towns is out there. Towns is out there. Yeah. I think I got to take Cat. Got to go Carl Anthony Towns okay. here at okay. six overall. I wouldn't have considered Towns at six. You but wouldn't have. No. Um, but I wouldn't consider LeBron at six either. Who would you have taken at six and who you were taking at seven, I suppose? Right. Um, I got it down to two guys. Oh, shit. Never mind. You know, I want to redo. Go ahead. Kawhi. Yeah, that was one of the two guys. Yeah. Um, the other guy is Steph Curry. Oh, Steph that's, Curry's 30. Steph Curry's 30. Kawhi is 27. Yeah. So, so Kawhi is like at 27 feels like a pretty easy yes. Yeah. And it's shown to be healthy. Kawhi's got to go over Curry. Um, I think it's closer than you're making it sound and that Curry is probably, you know, got a real shot at the MVP again this year, except he got hurt. He was going to be the MVP for sure based on the first whatever month of the season. Um, but LeBron should be anyway. Well, if that's fair. Um, Curry is awesome. He is 30, which is problematic. Kawhi plays defense, and he doesn't yeah. just play defense. He plays Kawhi's awesome. incredibly well. Kawhi is great. Those were the two guys, as far as I was concerned, way ahead of Cat and way ahead of LeBron for this, um, even though there's age issues in terms of Cat yeah. and those two guys. I think I still take Cat over Curry. It's, it's fair, because Cat's like 23 or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Cat doesn't play defense, and but I kind of think if we got him out of Milwaukee, he might do better. I feel yeah. like this is just a really bad place for him. Tibbs is a defensive coach, but, I mean, he runs those guys into the ground. It's not a good culture. Jimmy Butler hated it there, and Jimmy Butler is, I mean, I don't know. He blew himself out of two organizations, but it was the Bulls and the Timberwolves, and everyone seems very happy in Philly. Yeah. I, mean, I know he keeps hitting game winners, but still. All right, so I, I got Kawhi at seven. Yeah, okay, I'll take Curry at eight. 
was Kawhi six or seven? I think it was six. I don't know anymore. He was six. You got Curry at eight. I'm well, I'd take, be taking him at seven then. Yeah. If you, yeah. Seven. At eight, I think I got to go Ben Simmons. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, so you didn't take Carl Anthony Towns, though. You remember that? Oh, right. So you want Towns or Simmons? I want Towns. Okay, I'll take Simmons. Simmons, nine. Yeah, that's fine. I forgot that I didn't actually yeah, take cool. Towns. That's cool. All now, right, 10? 10. 10 is where we got to start considering LeBron, I think, right? You got to consider him, but I'm not, I'm not considering him. I guess you take Tatum or something? No, come on. If Tatum was having a monster year, but he's not. Porzingis? Porzingis is toward his ACL. He's coming off an injury. Yeah. I mean, look, James Harden is 29. James Harden. We're just going to ignore him? Yeah, I'm going to. got to at least talk about him. Consider him, right? Harden, by the way, once again leading the league in scoring. 31.5 points, 8.2 assists, 5.3 rebounds. Yeah, I guess. He's the MVP. It's a fairly deserved MVP, at least mostly deserved. Yeah, I guess. Five years younger mm. than LeBron. Okay. Five years younger is a big deal. It is. It just is. But LeBron is so much better. I know. I completely agree. I'm taking LeBron. You're crazy, but good. I'll I, take the 11th pick and take what's-his-face. James That's Harden. Fine. Yeah, I'll take yeah. Harden. Harden at 11 has got to be a steal. It just has to be. All right. We don't have to keep going on this. No, I know. I just wanted to get to LeBron. That was fun. Yeah. That was really fun. Ben Simmons, that's a good one. How do you feel about Doncic at four right now? You feel like that was just too reachy? Feels a little reachy. Because we haven't seen enough? Yeah. I just need to see more, man. You know, sometimes the league catches up with these guys. Like, it's not wildly unusual for a rookie to come in, play really well for the first six to ten weeks. I don't think this is going to be true with Doncic. Let me be clear. But play really well for six to ten weeks, then the league gets a lot of film on him. And then they play much. They they sort of know where to push you and what where where they want you to shoot from. And you and some of those rookies really fall off. I don't think that's going to happen to Luca. The league already had a lot of film on Luca against professionals. Yeah, but they didn't care. Like it's like let's see, he's a rookie. Let's see if he's any good before you like worry about defending him. You know what I mean? Now they see he's really good. Yeah. And so now they care. So now they're going to work to actually defend him. Because like all these all the young kids come in, all the college kids come in with film too, but no one gives a damn. I just stick to like. And Luca is like a player that we've never seen before, as far as mm-hmm. his pedigree. Yeah, nobody's ever done what he's done. You're before. correct. And I felt that way going into the NBA draft. I feel that he's living up to expectations, if not exceeding them so far. I think he's exceeding them. He's 19 years old. Like, you have an opportunity to take this guy at four. It could make you have the best player in the league in yeah. th- from three years from now until 12 years from now. Yeah. And you could miss out on that opportunity. By taking a guy like Kawhi or somebody like that, where or Embiid, where like they're very unlikely to ever be the best player in the league. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's not crazy. It may be a stretch to call him to say he's gonna he could be the best player in the league, but he top ten feels he's one insanely of, doable. Well, he's. I'll say it this way. I think he's one of the few players currently playing in the league who it's reasonable to say there is a chance he will be the best player in the league in three years. Okay. And I, I don't think Embiid's that guy. I don't think Kawhi's that guy. I think the top two picks clearly are those guys. I mean, I think Embiid could be that guy. I got to disagree with you on that. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's taking such a leap forward. You know, he's only been playing competitive basketball for like six years. Maybe Embiid could be that guy. I think I think he really can. But the five-year difference in the injury history. Yep. Those are really good reasons to go, Luca. I don't disagree with that. But Embiid is playing at such a high level right now. It just seems... He's going to be good for a really long time if he doesn't if he doesn't re-injure himself. Yeah. He's going to be, and saying good is not fair. He's going to be 
at the very top of the league for the next 10 years if he doesn't re-injure himself. Like, kind of guaranteed. You can't say that about Luka, not yet. Although it looks like he's on that trajectory, he's not there yet either. He's just really, really good, right? Like, Embiid could be, you know, all NBA first team by the end of the year. Like, Luka's not no. going to be that. Luka might make the all-star team. Yeah. Probably should make the all-star team, but it's a competitive West. Yeah. Right? There's no doubt Embiid would make the all-star team in either league. Now, he's a center. It's a little bit easier, blah, blah, blah. But it's not really about that. It's about Embiid is, is relative to his position playing better than Luka is relative to his position because Embiid's playing at such a high level. I think that the 3 4 5 are the most interesting part of the draft because mm-hmm. it's like Giannis and Anthony Davis are clear one too. Obvious. And then it's like you weren't thinking of Luka, but, but Luka. Mm-hmm. Luka, Embiid, and Durant are like the real questions at 3 4 5. Yep. Durant, of course, only because of age. Because he would, obviously, if he was 24, yeah. he would be three. And honestly, like Durant at 30 or Kawhi at 27 is at least a conversation, right? It's not automatic. Right. And then, I mean, part of it also depends on your philosophy as a as team building, right? Do you want the guy who's going to be younger with all the skills, or do you want the guy who's really good right now and still has a, a fair amount of future left? You know, like by betting on Luca, you're saying, I mean, I could have 16 years of unbelievable play, right? Yeah. Betting on Embiid, you're saying, I'm hoping for 10 years of absolute dominating play. Right. Um, but I know I'm getting that from him. If he's healthy, I know yeah. I'm getting that. And like, so level of certainty versus uncertainty, that's really what we're talking about here, right? And it's hard to know. I haven't seen Luca play that much. Um, when he scores, it's always this weird off-balance stuff too, which I always wonder how repeatable it is, even though he's doing great and continues to do great. I worry a little bit about if some of these things are going to be able to be things he can just keep getting away with in the league. It's possible. I know he did it in EuroLeague too, but I'm wondering as teams get more film on him, if he's going to be able to have it this easy or not. I just keep going back to the EuroLeague thing. Like it's, it's such a giant leap between him and the second best prospect that ever came out of the EuroLeague. Mm -hmm. It's like an insane leap. Like yeah, Dragon Bender got went fourth overall. He didn't, he came off the bench in the EuroLeague. Doncic, was the MVP of the EuroLeague at age 18. Yeah. Like, I I know I say this all the time, but that's so unheard of. Mm-hmm. It's like, this guy is special. I really feel that way. Well, of course he's special. Yeah. But we're just what we're trying to quantify is how special, right? The special. The that's all we're down to. The third to specialist. Here. The third most special. Yeah. Well, you have fourth, right? Well, yeah. But well, I, you think third, right? You yeah. think he's supposed to go third overall. I mean, I would love to get a whole bunch of NBA GMs in this room and do a secret poll with them. Yeah, that would be just, fun. Or just have this conversation out loud with them and see how they would do it. Even just among the young players, how they do it, let alone you know, guys under the under-26 draft or something. Yeah, I'd be the fascinated to know where they would take LeBron. Yeah. No, they might take him earlier because of their jobs and stuff. But for, Yeah, sure, but forgetting yeah. about that. Yeah. I don't think LeBron should be considered in the top 10. I know you kept saying maybe this is the time. To me, it's not even close. He's just too old. You're getting one or two years out of him. All these other guys, you're talking five, maybe 10 years it doesn't seem close. Maybe maybe Steph Curry, it's four. But that even that, Steph Curry right now in his prime, I'd rather have Steph Curry for the next four years than LeBron for the next two. Yeah, that's fair. And Steph Curry might, because he's such a good shooter, might really still be good at 35 and 36. LeBron's got to go like top 15 though, right, for you? I don't know, man. Porzingis or LeBron? one, one in a year, a year, year and a half out of him. You take Porzingis over LeBron? Porzingis is tough because of the injury. If yeah. it wasn't for the injury, it's an easy yes for me. Um, I think I still do, but I, I'm not sure. You take DeAndre Ayton over LeBron? Yes. Okay. Do you? That's reasonable. I don't want to, but I think I probably should. Yeah, I understand you not wanting to. You take Westbrook over LeBron? How old is Westbrook now? He's 30, I think. 
Uh, I can't do it. I'm so down on Westbrook, man, and his playing style. I, I really, I don't see how I can, in good conscience, do that. <laughs> Oladipo? Oof. Westbrook is 30, by the way. Oladipo is an interesting one. How old is Victor? I think he's 26. Wow. So we're getting a guy who's in the top, like probably like the 20th best player in the league or something, 18th best player. Yeah. Great on defense, good on offense, relatively young, just took a big leap. So he, maybe there's more leaps to come. We don't know yeah. where, he, where he's sort of going to plateau. I'm taking Oladipo, but I understand why you wouldn't, why someone wouldn't. Yeah. So that means you're also taking Kyrie. Yeah. And yeah. Lillard. Yeah. Uh, the 25, 26 year olds who are the top 20 players, yeah. I'm taking over LeBron. Who's I acknowledge is the best player in the game. Yeah. To be clear, but at 34. Right. It's I interesting. Mean, like if you game this out, which we're not going to do, but it's interesting to think of like how your draft strategy has to change based on who your first round pick is. Yeah. Like exactly. if you end up with the 14th pick and LeBron is there and you take LeBron in the second round, you're taking a 33 year old who's really good that dropped there just because they're right. old. Right. You're taking. Like, yeah. And you're getting Al Horford either there in the third yeah. round or whatever. Like you're, you're targeting that. Kind yeah. Of guy. You're yeah. like, we're going to win this year. For right. sure. We have to win this yeah. year, by the way, which makes it so strange that the Lakers sign LeBron and just are basically throwing them in with all the kids. Yeah. And their big thing was, yeah, we'll add Rondo and JaVale McGee and Lance Stevenson. They got to like, do the John you, Wall trade. You, yeah. Right. You can't win. I guess they, they're hoping for Kawhi. Um, but I don't know, man. Kawhi is winning and seems pretty happy in Toronto. If he doesn't leave Toronto, what are they going to do? Yep. I don't know. They're screwed. They're pretty screwed. LeBron's going to really regret, I think, being maybe, maybe the kids will grow up enough that the Lakers will be fine yeah. anyway. But, I mean, this is it. It's this year and next year, and I think the championship window is over for LeBron after age 35. All right. Unless you add, maybe if you add Kawhi and another great player, fine. But at age 36, he can't be the second best player on a championship team, I don't think. I don't think. I mean, I know he's LeBron. He defies everything, but... That seems crazy. I have one final question regarding this fake okay. draft. You have the opportunity to trade your draft pick, your first round draft pick, for a NBA draft pick for the future year that is guaranteed to be Zion Williamson. Which pick do you trade? Which What's the highest pick you trade? I want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. Okay. So you're saying, like, I can trade my, like, 2021 pick, for example. For and, and for Zion Williamson right now? No. Okay, you what can, are you saying? You can trade the eighth overall pick in this fantasy draft that we're doing. Oh, this fantasy yeah. draft. What's the high for Zion Williamson? Who hit, who yeah. for those who don't know, let's let's okay. give a little background. He's like a highlight machine on Duke. He is he came in as like the second consensus pick and now he's the first consensus pick and people are saying he is the most exciting prospect since Anthony Davis, maybe more exciting. Mm-hmm. And he is an unheard of type of player who is six foot seven, 285 pounds yet still faster than everybody else Mm -hmm. and jumps where he can touch the top of the backboard with his head and a great, and a great passer. Yeah. Let me ask you as a way to answer your question. Let me ask you a question. This isn't rhetorical. I'm actually curious. Yeah. Uh, The Phoenix suns have a crystal ball and they're able to see into the future and they're going to see it. They're going to win the lottery. Okay. And they show it to you. And yeah. you're the manager, the general manager of the Trailblazers. Yeah. Do you trade Damian Lillard for the num- what you know is going to be the number one overall pick? So yes. you can take Zion. You do. Yes. Without without hesitation. No hesitation. Okay. So for you, that means 
he's going to go. You would trade the like the 18th pick in the fantasy draft. Absolutely. Him. Yeah, there you go. Okay, good. So that, that's pretty consistent. I was trying to figure out what I want to do with those types of players. Yeah. Like all that group of like, I'm relative. I'm in the 25, I'm 25 to 28 years old and I'm in the 15 to 20th best player in the league. You know, all those guys. What well, do I, I would do argue that actually a lot of those guys are better than that. Like Lillard and Kyrie are better than that. They're just going lower in our fantasy draft because they're older than some of the players okay. in front of them. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but something like that. Okay. Yeah. So you trade the 18th pick, no problem. We got out to the 11th pick. Yeah. Right. Would you trade any of those guys for Zion? I think I would rather have him than than James Harden at 10. If if Harden's going 10, I don't. I don't agree. I understand why you're saying it, but this is the Luka Doncic uh, disagreement all, or, or conversation all over again. It is. Right? It is. Here's the difference. Zion's played like three weeks in college. Right. I understand that. Luka was the MVP of the EuroLeague and is now leading the 99 Dallas Mavericks with these numbers in the NBA. Really different shit. Um, there's no way I would trade James Harden for that kid. No chance. So what pick would you trade for him? I think it would be probably a late first rounder. Like 27, 28, 29. I mean, at that point, who are you even taking in the fake draft? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's John little, Wall? I don't think John Wall is going to be there, I hope. I don't have to take John Wall there. Um, Clay Thompson might be there. Oh, Con, you got to take a chance on Zion over Clay Thompson. You know, when you say it that way, it's... I don't even know if Zion's going to be the, the number one overall pick in this draft, dude. This time... Two years ago, it was Harry Giles. No, I know. Like, things changed but so Harry Giles fast. Had, but that's different. Harry Giles was based on high school stuff. Okay. This time two years ago was Harry Giles and Josh Jackson, who didn't get hurt. Yeah. Was fine. But and the, ended up but, being the fourth overall pick and has been a total disappointment. But you, know, it, but you know it's different. You know that Zion is a different type of prospect. I don't know that he's different than Josh Jackson. Remember Josh Jackson, if you can think back. I know this is a while ago. There were scouts who said he's the best prospect since LeBron. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but they said that about him in high school, right? Not in college. In high school. That's correct. Zion's doing this college. in college against college competition. He is. But again, he's been doing it for three weeks, and he's doing it on the best team full of talent where they can't just, like, focus on him. They also have R.J. Barrett, who might go number one overall. They also have the other kid who might go. Oh, what's his name? I can't. I can't remember either. Can't pull it out. Who might go number one overall. Like, they have the three best players in college basketball, at least the three best young players in college basketball, yeah. all on the same team, plus a normal Duke team besides that. Everyone's at least pretty darn good. So the kind of attention Zion's getting is different than the kind of attention he would get on most teams. Like, this is like, he's on the Warriors right now with Durant and Clay and Steph. It's sort of like that in college. So he gets shots and looks he wouldn't otherwise get. Now, I know he demands some attention anyway, but what are you supposed to do as a... As a as a, the opposing team, when you got this kind of firepower coming, no, at you. This, that's a fair point. So I just want. So I I don't feel he's as big a guarantee as everyone's talking about. Maybe he's going to be amazing. He, maybe he's going to be the best player of all time. But I don't know. Every year it feels like there's a guy like that. There was a while when Wiggins was super exciting to everybody. I mean, Wiggins and like, Jabari Parker were the obvious top two, but picks. not exciting like this. Is, no, they're the obvious like top two picks that year. Yeah, not like this. You're right. Zion Williamson would have absolutely been over them in that year. Yeah, thus far, you're right. And in and, and most years, I think yeah. he would be the obvious guy. But like Ben Simmons wasn't, didn't have the hype of Zion, but had pretty crazy hype. He did. Was the consensus number one overall pick, right? Yes. I mean, he's really good, right? But he, like, Zion has a more complete game than him already. 
You trade Ben Simmons for the pick that would be Zion? <sighs> That's a tough one. I would not. I would not consider I guess he, it. Do, he can't do that, but, but Zion does have a more complete game. He shoots threes. I mean, cool. I mean, yeah. most people have a more complete game than Ben Simmons. Although it's how you look at it, right? Because Ben Simmons is an incredible passer, yeah. incredible assist man, plays defense, does all, is an elite defensive player. Even. Yeah. So, I mean, when we say complete, we just mean he can't shoot. Right. Although that's a big deal in this game. It is a big deal. <laughs> it's a really big deal. If he can get a shot, oh my God. But yeah, I don't know. It's not free. Give it's me the easy. team of Luca and Zion and build around that. That's that's the, what I want. I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think the Mavericks are going to be able to move up anymore. No, I don't think so. The Mavericks right now, and it's still really early, but right now are looking so brilliant for moving from five to three and giving up a one yeah. with Atlanta. Atlanta, I mean, Trey Young hasn't been horrific, but he hasn't been good. He had one really good game, but mostly has been bad. But everyone kind of expected him to be bad this right. year. Right. This is what the consensus was that like the Mavericks won the deal as it happened. Right. But I mean, but beyond that, like we, we know Luca is the most NBA ready of any of these guys. We yeah. knew that going in. So we expected him to have more success than anyone else early. Mm-hmm. He's living up to that. ayton has been really good too, but he's living up to that. And Trey young is, I mean, he's more than living up to it. Luca, Luca's exceeded expectations. Trey young has not even hit his expectations also, but it's so early, you know, these, some of these young guys just take some time and maybe need a year or two and then get it together and are great. Maybe. I, that happens a lot. I, for some reason, was watching uh, 76ers versus Suns game for some reason. Okay. I don't know why. There's a lot of, you know, talent there, a lot yeah. of young talent. And it was a joke to watch Aiden try to guard Embiid and to watch mm. Embiid guard Aiden. It was like playing with a yeah. little ball. Like That is not surprising. No, it was like Embiid would just score with any way he wanted against Aiden. And then Aiden would try to back him down and Embiid was like yeah. almost laughing as he swatted the ball away. I mean, Embiid is Embiid. I mean, Anthony Davis is not playing center, right? I mean, officially he's not a center. I, I mean, he's, he's kind of a center. He's sort of a center. Okay. With the exception of Anthony Davis, is anyone better than Embiid at the center position this year? No, there can't be right. No. Like Embiid's the, clearly the second best center in the league. Right. I think I can't think of anyone else. No. So yeah. And Aiden's a rookie who just came in, and it's the beginning of his rookie year. I mean, he's supposed to get eaten alive by Embiid. Yeah, but it was just like... Yeah. It was like Michael Jordan against Jerry Stackhouse. Right. Was, yeah. You know. Right. But Stackhouse had an okay career, man. He did. I mean, Aiden also has been pretty good for the Suns. Let's be clear. Like, he's scoring. He's rebounding. He's not really blocking shots yet. But he's got great physical tools. People are excited about him. Yeah. I know he's a reasonable player, for he's sure. He's a reasonable young prospect, for sure, who would go in the top 20 of our... Draft that we're talking about, I got to believe. But at this point, if you were redrafting this year's draft, you would take Luka number one. Yeah, instantly. Probably every GM would. I mean, if they wouldn't, I they would probably take Aiton, and they would have to have really good reasons for it if I yeah. was the owner that I'm not aware of. But Aiton at least has the physical tools to be reason, a reasonable pick still. Yeah. And has shown something in the league. There's no one else you could even consider, but it's got to be Luka. Yeah. It's absolutely, wow, Mark Cuban. How do you do it every time? <laughs> I mean, you don't really do it no. much, but he's good on Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to our best bets. Okay. I mean, this is a sports betting podcast. Yeah. Believe it or not. I know, but I, I, I enjoy those little hypothetical worlds that we go down. Me too, man. Th- those, are, those are fun. Those are awesome. Okay, right. let's talk sports betting. And let's talk about how you should never take our advice on NBA bets because we're terrible at them. We seem to be very bad at yeah. it. But let's so. talk about anyway who we who we recommend and why. All right. So for Wednesday evening, um, which is tonight, if you're listening to the podcast the day it comes out, the Pelicans are are at the Wizards. Uh, this is my game. 
Okay. Well, I, we're probably betting different things. Though, no. Really? I'm take, I'm taking oh, the God, under. we are. I'm taking the under on the total. Oh, or, yeah, totally different things. You're the, right. the total is 241.5, which is so high. Washington is the worst defensive team in the league. Yeah, I know. Just saying, that's why it's high. I know. I just want the under. I just feel like that's not going to happen that often. I could be wrong. <laughs> wow. It's dude, a, you got to sell it a little harder I, than I, that. I, it's, I, struggled Come on. To, I struggled to find a bet that I liked. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll say that. Um, I kind of like New Orleans minus six against Washington. Yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, Washington is, as we were saying, the worst defensive team in the league. They are in as much disarray as you can be in, pretty much, for a team that hasn't traded anybody yet. Close to it anyway, right? Yeah. Um, they hate the hell out of each other. They could just have a total meltdown at any moment. New Orleans is struggling this year, but is a good team. Clearly, they added Julius Randle. He's good. They're a good team. They're going to be fine. They're only It's only six in New Orleans, and Washington is awful this year. They're one of the worst teams in the league. This feels like a pretty good bet. I kind of like New Orleans minus six. All right. That's a better bet than my bet. Okay. We'll go with that. Great. That's our best bet. Sweet. We did it. All right. And we drafted the league for you. We did that, too, because that's what we do here on a sports betting podcast. Someday we're going to do, like, a seven-round draft. Like I'm exci- we'll have to prepare for it. That's yeah. It. All right. We'll see you guys later.